All right, everybody. Today's guest is Gary Duncan. All right, man. So you let's hear a little bit about your backstory. You're Missouri. You're you're our stop from Missouri on our fifty fifty. Um, let's hear a little bit how you got there and name of your business and just promote whatever you want to promote now. Go ahead, bro. Well, the name of the business is Advantage Auto Glass Experts, and we have been out here uh, a little over a year and a half. Um, moved out here in July 22, and to go back, I've been doing this since uh, 87, no, 1986, wow. summer of 86, shortly after I graduated. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny, huh? <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little funny, bro. I'm not gonna lie, cause like in I'm the old guy. Yeah, cause in yeah. 1986, I I was eight years old. And you weren't even playing old. with yourself at that point. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I, I, I I would have been uh, 10, 86, right? 10, yeah, yeah. 10. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was eight. <laughs> nice. Well, my uncle was a. Uh, regional uh, manager for the Western States for Safe Light. Okay. Hate to mention the Empire, but you know. Hey, we. That's all, where it started. We all, we all pretty much all have done a stint there. I mean, that's just what it is. It's a faucet for us. Right. Is that yours or mine? What's that? That was mine. Hang on. Okay. All right, there we go. That was the alarm. Oh, okay, because I didn't hear anything. So yeah. That was the alarm yeah. I slept through. Yeah, you got <laughs> Everybody, everybody, be mindful. We're we're recording this on a New Year's morning. Very New Year's morning. I think we're all a little bit. Uh... Oh, you know what? Yeah. That is not yeah. the alarm I slept through. It's only eight o'clock. Damon uh, told me we were doing this at nine. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like I said, <laughs> like we were talking about pre pre recording. Um, I uh, I'm up early, and I was yeah. I was tired of sitting around drinking coffee. So, um. All right, so let's, let's let's bounce back. So you said here. Um, where is here for you? And then you can go into your uh, 86 story. But where was here? You said back here. We moved <laughs> out here. Where's here? We are in Maryville, Missouri, which is the northwest uh, corner pretty much of Missouri. Um, we have Northwestern State Missouri or Northwestern Missouri State University here. So we've got college kids in the town. And uh, it's a nice little town. We, my wife and I, found this guy that was selling not just the business, but the property, the truck, the shop, everything. And uh, you know, I don't figure that normally our businesses are worth a, a whole lot because it's a customer list. But we had the advantage of being uh, the one glass shop that didn't have very many competitors around. So nice. nice. Yeah. Did what? What? What took you guys from uh, what part of Colorado were you in? What 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 drew you away from there? So, we're in the north part of the metro area of Denver Metro. Um, and what brought us out here was just the crazy prices and everything's just gone skyrocketing. Um, food, gas, everything. And in fact, our taxes on our house went up and raised our house payment almost eight hundred a month. Oh wow. Yeah, and it was just heading that direction. And then every Tom, Dick, and Harry from from the uh, from Safe Light was quitting and getting in a van. And there's people rolling around everywhere doing shit for fifty dollars over. You know. Yeah. 
that seems to be the way people think they have to right start their business is just by being the cheap the cheapest and then you get an influx of that and then it just kills kills it for everybody yeah and you know and then you know eventually they figure out they've got to have insurances and you know they got to make their margins and they're like yeah. oh shit we got to raise prices two hundred dollars yeah yeah me and james have talked about that before there's a bunch of those here i just i don't understand how they work for doing a windshield for 150 bucks it's just uh, there was guys still doing it for a hundred and a quarter when I left. Hmm. I don't know how they were paying their gas bill. So take me back to the Yo MTV rap days in 1986. And <laughs> you got into it with your regional manager, Safe Light Uncle. Yeah, dude, it was, uh, I don't know. I, I took the job because I was 18 and he offered to me, had benefits. But I was doing other things. I had a couple other gigs I was doing and. Probably in 1987, I got uh, pinched, and my uh, wife, or then soon-to-be wife, explained to me that she wasn't going to marry me if I was going to lead that kind of life. So I had to make a decision. Mm, and she put the old headlock on you. Yeah, she cool. was. You know, she said, "I'm not going to change you or anything. You do what you do, but." or laden and uh so i made a choice and thought well i'll just give this autoglass thing a portal and now here you are here i am 40 years later i can't leave ah it sucked <laughs> us back in isn't that we all isn't that isn't that was yeah. <laughs> yeah that was what that was what my first show was yep. yeah just back in right no it totally sucks you in you, well then you get Not to making enough. so much money you can't start over somewhere and uh that does Touch seem to back be a in, thing, not in right? a bad way. What's that? That does seem to be a thing. Like I hear that there's a ton of money. I'm a technician. I work for a company, and I'm just gonna be honest with you. Life isn't all fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars like y'all be talking about. Uh, no, no, I know. I worked for somebody till two thousand. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, uh, dude, I'm making peanuts over here, bro. Like, sometimes it's like they're $20 in the fucking checking account shit. And y'all are talking about, oh, yeah, it's, there's too much money to leave it. And I'm sitting here thinking, bitch, there are times Burger King can pay me more. <laughs> <laughs> Burger King, huh? Let you get a free meal, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, how, yeah. how, how, how seasonal is the business there where you're at? Well, I'm still kind of learning. So, you know, Christmas time obviously is slow. Yeah. Um, when I was in Colorado, September would be, would slow down a little bit. You know, I'm guessing back to school would be the the main thing there. Here, it's kind of hit or miss. I, I'm, we're trying to build the business. It, it wasn't, it didn't turn out to be what um, we were led to believe it was going to be business-wise. So we're, we're trying to get it up to that point and, I think with the calibration, we'll we'll get there and beyond. Being you know one of the few guys that does it out here, and Safelight doesn't even do. They'll come out here and work, but they don't even do calibrations. Really, I've got yeah, I've got uh, two jobs. I got one that's sitting in the shop that's Hyundai that I'm calibrating today, and then one that's coming this week that uh, Safelight actually did the windshield and told the customer to go to Honda. Wait, did and, it have aftermarket glass in it? 
I don't. I haven't seen it yet. I, I asked if it was Pilkins, and it's and, you know it's an old lady. She doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Well, because you know, like, well, they they probably don't even touch it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what the Honda dealer told her that they wouldn't calibrate uh, other people's work. They want their guy to come in and do it. You know. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Well, n- nowadays, but back in uh, like mid seventeen, I was working for a shop, and we were sending all those to the Honda dealer with OE or aftermarket glass. And they were, in my opinion, all they were doing was just plugging in, making sure there's no codes and sending it down the road. I agree. Yeah. A lot of that was happening. Nowadays it's with the realization that it's crucial, you know, they, they're not going to touch it. And and in, in my tenure, I, I realized that Honda is one of the more particular cars that, Right. We, we had the most issues with aftermarket glass. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, Gary, um, your influencers, other than your uncle in the industry, um, we all look around. We all have our influences in the industry that we look up to. And, you know, so what what are some of your influencers in the industry that you look to in times of, you know, needing that boost? Um, honestly, I never really had any until. You know, we got the AGTT platform going. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Wacker and, and Drift and, and and all the guys. Corey from Delta, he's a good, he's a real good one when you need a boost. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. And just his energy alone. But, you know, these other guys, whenever I haven't done something, which, you know, you, you would think I've done everything since I've been around. But, you know, there's things you don't run into. Exactly. Geography yeah. wise, probably, mm-hmm. and you can um, you can never you can never be bigger than a situation, right? You have to realize that, man. I've been doing this for forty years, and I ain't never done one of these. And yeah, that you know, it's, ask, it's you know, not be afraid to ask the dumb question. You know, hey, right, it's what, definitely what, what humbling sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I don't mind that because I've I've actually had technicians that have worked for me that I've learned stuff from and. You know, I, I yeah. use their techniques to this day sometimes. Absolutely, and that's good, that's good, right? You can never, yeah. like I said, you can never be bigger than the situation. You're always going to learn learn something from somebody, no matter how long they've been doing it or or how. Everybody brings it. something to the table. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Even if it's just a yeah. fresh outlook on a problem, you may have it. You may yeah. have, and that's that's exactly. totally it. Yeah, 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 and you know. I was in management. I you know, left Safe Light in '94 and went to a, what turned out to be the Colorado's premier glass company, Elite Auto Glass. It was a privately owned company, mm-hmm. and you know, eventually they sold to Safe or Belron. Yeah. But in the meantime, I was one of their managers, so I, I, I tried to deal with all the problems that the shop had on a personal level. I you know, if someone had a leaker, I'd take care of it something was wrong, I'd take care of it. That way, like you said, it's a fresh set of eyes, and I can, plus I can make sure my guys are doing a good job, and then 90% of the time, they were. It was just something that happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you got to be able to admit that, you know, I know I am, and I know James is, you know, shit happens, right? I oh, mean, fuck yeah. Not, n- not, not, not well, by, shit does happen. Not, not by design, but just, it yeah. just happens. Well, like, <laughs> like, even in a situation, like, we're going to kick it back, for 
uh, I post, we posted a thing, and a guy was like, is this the same guy who had the wrong windshield and tried to sneak it past the judges? And I was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> I mean, the windshield was correct. It's just it was made wrong. They didn't need to put a retainer on there. They put a retainer on there. It wasn't supposed to be on there. And then they uh, two-part epoxied it. So I knew I wasn't getting it off without breaking the window. So I tried to roll with it. So, I mean, yeah, everybody makes mistakes, man. It's just part of it. You know, yeah, absolutely. It is you were improvising and overcoming. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what we're going to go with. <laughs> yes, that's what I would go with. And what, and what movie is that from? What's Heartbreak that? Ridge. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh. Yep. Okay, yeah, yep. I'd, uh, I'd never seen it, so thank you guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, come on, dude, that's Eastwood. Uh, that's I, a great I, movie. I just am, yeah. I, I I have a very limited scope of movies, so I have references, <laughs> but they're mainly right? all like dick and farter comedies. Oh yeah, I'll oh, do Boys in the Hood, dude. We watched that movie so much; it's such a drama-filled movie. <laughs> but we watched it so much that we started picking out little things to laugh at in in crucial drama-filled moments. You know, like <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, like and we would start mimicking it and making fun of it and stuff. And yeah, so. Oh, yeah, Boys in the Hood was huge for us. I've only seen that once, and it was a long time ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, a, we wore a, out two v- Yes, and we wore two... We, me and my friends wore out two VHS tapes of that, just so we're, we're kind of dating it and everything. So, yeah, yeah, when, yeah you go in and, uh, uh, you know, the silk shirt. Yeah, anyways, besides that, so... Um, <laughs> were they pink? Were they pink? Yeah, uh, I've had a few pink, pink. Yeah, I've had awesome. a few pink uh, silk shirts and a couple pink and purple ones. And uh, yeah, yeah. Even back in the day, I was a huge fan of that collar. It's just, I don't know, was it, you know, because red's a power collar, you know? Right. And pink's a mellower version of red. And, you know, blue is your calming collars. And then green's a little bit more aggressive than that. There's this whole color spectrum thing that I, I, I see very, very, uh, I like the way that it's looked at, if that makes any sense. Um, right. I, I, yeah, and you know, if you, I mean, that's, that's definitely, even even when you talk about, like, a logo, like, how you're going to color a logo and yep. standing out and what it means and what it stands for. and like You need it to eyes, pop. Color, 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 yeah, colors the eyes catch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then if, if you want someone to take you serious, that you're a power mover in the game, your color, your your logo needs to be more based in your your reds and then your blacks, and then, like, those power colors that just cement you as a figure when they see it. They're like, oh, okay, yes, these people these people are, are power players. Anyways. Right. right. So when easy, you got... Easy, easy recognition. Easy recognition, brand recognition. And, and uh, anyway, so we talked about your influencers and everything, and you just started doing ADAS. You just started doing the calibration. And what brought you into that market, and what tool are you currently using? Well, what brought me into it was, uh, I'm going to go back a little bit. In Colorado, you know, everybody was saying, you got to do it, you got to do it. But a buddy of mine, Ron Cox, shameless plug there, mm-hmm. he has uh, an autoglass company, but he's got a separate company for doing ADAS. And, guys so you know i'd do the windshield and he'd roll in and, and i figured and at that time it was 20 grand to 30 grand to get set up mm-hmm. and you know the, the thinking at the time was that you needed 
uh, a shop and I didn't want to do that. I, you know, I like rolling mobile. I do, even now I do 95% of my stuff mobile and I have a shop. Um, so for bucks, um, off of him doing the job, but out here, uh, as I was telling you earlier, nobody does it. Even the safe light in St. Joe apparently doesn't do it. Hmm. I've gotten, I get customers that call and, you know, say that they did the windshield at safe light, but they need someone to calibrate it. So it just seemed kind of like a no brainer. And then Bonnie uh, was instrumental with the Park Cal guys when they were designing the mobile system. Mm-hmm. And, and that was out in Colorado. So I got to know everybody and I just waited. I was on the list um, almost from the beginning when I started describing it, I wanted to be hooked up when I moved out here and uh, it it works nice. I've got the launch tablet and the guys at launch are great for their support. Oh yeah. Jacques Navant. Yeah. uh, Jose, those guys are, those guys are amazing. Yep. I I usually end up talking to to Chris, but the other guys I've talked to as well. Gary, have you used anything other than the launch? I have not. So my my experience in the business that the, the um, calibration business is kind of limited. I mean, you know, we don't do tons out here. It's growing, mm-hmm. but that's really all I've used. I, I do recognize um, good tools when I see them. You know, like my setting tool. When I see it demonstrated once, I know if I'm going to use it or not. And CarCal was just that for me. Easy quality equipment. Yeah. When when. I had seen some car cow poking around EGTT and then Jeff had one and he brought it over and I brought Jeff to car cow and, and I was, I was, I was sold. And, nice. Uh, the shop I was working at at the time, we ended up buying like five of them. And the first time I used it, I had I mean out of the box and I had to run and do a mobile read. Yeah. You kind of brushed over that, uh, setting tool that, uh, you were instrumental in, uh, making pretty popular weren't you what setting tool was that yeah i uh i, I was uh one of the original guys getting in fights with everybody <laughs> with the pro set <laughs> <laughs> and then, didn't you make a video about the lots other of them tools, about the other tools oh yeah yeah <laughs> quest you know people message me <laughs> yeah and you have a pretty good relationship with the inventor of that tool don't you You've cut out there. I'm sorry. You have a pretty instrument, uh, pretty good relationship with the inventor of that tool, there, don't you? Yeah, he's one of my best friends. Yeah, <laughs> so that makes. He sense. used to work at the shop with me. He used to work where with you? At at the shop in Denver with me. Oh, nice, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's the tool I are use. They, are the they in Colorado tool. too? Well, no. He had moved to Florida after that, and then now they're in South Dakota. But they were in Denver for several years. His wife is from. Uh, Wyoming, just up over the border a little bit, and so I think they actually even met in the Denver area. And then Christian came and worked at my shop, and we worked together for a couple few years. And is, I uh, go ahead. Isn't it ironic? You know, you see these tools, and you're like, you know, you everybody, everybody in the back of their mind thinks, man. I wish I would have thought of something or, you know, I, I was thinking about something like that. And then you see it and you see how successful it is and how well it works. You're like, man, I wish I would have, <laughs> I wish I would have taken the opportunity and, and put the effort into, to design something like that. Cause now right. where they're at, you know, and the popularity and, you know, the people are, are doing great. 
And well, that's how the Christian's mind just works like that. And uh, he said he was out. He, he used my, uh, you know, the setting stick was what I used to use for big windshields. Mm-hmm. And he liked the idea that you're still using the same motions as hand setting it. It's just something keeping it out of the glue on that end of it. Yeah. So that that was his whole goal. And, you know, that you use the tool. You know, it totally mimics hand setting it. Oh, 100%. I, I, that's, uh, my, that's my go-to tool, uh, setting tool right now. That's right. I, uh, when someone says it can't be done, I, I try and search out a vehicle, and I try and do it and prove them wrong and do a video. Yep. I know, I've like, done. Um, like Mike Stevens has talked about, you know, he he, he, he mostly handset, but he, he reserved that tool for the bigger stuff and, like, the uh, older pilots, you know, that dropped way right. down below the... The, the, the hood that people said, oh, you'll never be able to use a tool on that. Because I know, remember back in the day, I used to use a a, a little buddy. And right. just got, I, even with that thing, I hated, hated setting those things. It, those things just went down so far. Yeah, and then with the little buddy, it's a little harder to... And, and this tool, it just drops real nice. I mean, you can't, I can't say enough nice things about it. I, and I, in fact, had was doing the same thing. I just used it for big windshields in the beginning and, uh, and stuff. I tell, I think my second or third video was a one that had a ladder rack that extended to the front bumper. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't even practice. I just, it was the first week I had the tool and I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to just do it. I put the glue on and I fucking rolled that thing across without any problem. I know with glue, Gary, sorry, James, do you, do you, Depending on the vehicle where you set the glass, are you a glass setter or a body setter? Say again. Am I a what? With the glue. Do oh, you, glue you, on the glass. Is that what glass you're... Yeah, glass or body. Um, I would say I still probably shoot the body a little more. I'm probably 60-40. Um, just when I get there, there, there's there's windshields that I sometimes will do on the glass and sometimes I'll do on the body. It's just whatever I feel when I get there, usually. Yeah. Can't explain it. My body just says, here, go there. So that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't argue with what the body wants, right? Yeah. That's no. And with glue, Gary, you're, you're, you're going back to taking us back to 1986 with, with the round bead, right? Like how, how, oh, yeah. how, your, how, how, how was your... How was your transition to VB? Because I got into the business in 2001, okay. and we were shooting round beads. And, and, and oh wow! Not not too long after, you know, V beads came into to play. Um, well, to be honest with you, and the funny thing is, the first several months I was in, we were still putting silicone on, right over urethane. <laughs> And I don't think that was company policy. I think that was just what was happening with the safe light I was at. Just black silicone. Now, your only goal was to have it not leak. Yep. I remember. I, um, I wasn't part of it those days, but I remember hearing. You've heard the stories. I've heard the stories. Yes, sir. I remember when we started doing full strips. The first couple, 1099, I had to strip. just broke my heart because those beds would come out so nice. <laughs> I'm like, I could have dropped the bead and been done, but. I got to strip it and put primer and the primer we had was with these, uh, like oil cans with the brush on the end. Yep. I don't know if you ever seen those. You just slather that shit all over the place. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen them. Like I've been fortunate enough to 
even though I didn't get into it so late, I was exposed to it through a friend's dad. And I, mm. I do, I have seen and been like witness to a lot of the older techniques and, and uh, tools. Uh, and that's good. It's good to know where we come from. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I still use my uh, snap-on hook and my original Samaka chrome tool on about every every car. That Samaka chrome take, tool is a shit. Dude, I use it to take off uh, clips and moldings of today's cars. Uh, it's just like a part of my hand almost. I've, I've upgraded. Got other thing, tools. But I have. I had one of those, and it's still around here somewhere, but. I had one of those, but like, yeah, I've upgraded to different tools. Actually, you want to know what my favorite tool is that, uh, like, I use on a daily, like, in it, it's pretty much every single car. I have those, and I bought it at Summit Racing, but it is the O-Ring pick set. It's the flat bill, and huh. it doesn't mar anything up. You know how, like, the pointed pick sets have the you know the the nice sharp end well these are flat like a duck bill almost and they're they're picks i've seen them yeah they're the o-ring remover picks and i use that oh yeah i had those yeah, yeah dude, i had those i love that yeah tool. it always from the minute i start in the morning the medium one goes no in my pocket and it doesn't come out and i use it on every single car see that's what i'm talking about it's, it's part of your hand you could use that to do surgery if you needed i'm telling you uh, i rem- i remember Couple of the first tool, first few tools I bought back when I started off the snap-on truck was hook tools, and I mean that's like the the, the must-have tool. Oh, for yeah, me. hook tool for sure. And I don't need much from snap-on, but I like the screwdriver handles and the you know on the hook. Yeah, everything else is I can get anywhere, but yeah, I mean we have talked about that before. That stuff is so disposable, and you leave it behind. There's no use in in investing in big fancy snap-on stuff, but. Oh, yeah, I left a snap-on drill once in the early 90s under a hood. And I went back to get it, and the guy was like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I'm like, dude, I was here 20 minutes ago. (laughs) I know where I left it. No. Yeah, he gone. He gone. Well, that's another thing. Sorry, Gary and Damon, not to mean to cut you off. It's like you see the AGTT sites, and you see all these Facebook sites and things that we follow in – there's a lot of good tools, but the basics of doing this job is not very expensive. You can do right. this job correctly with basic tools. And yep. if you become proficient with those tools, you don't do as much damage and everything, but the tools are better now. But, I mean, you can pretty much get everything you need to do this job as long as you learn how to use the tools correctly. At Harbor Freight, yep. for less than 200 bucks, you can have everything you need and be putting in glass. Yeah, that, you know, if you were going to start off, that'd be a great way to go. Yeah. I, uh, it, it's safe, like, they gave you the basic tools, you know, cold knives and this and that, and pipe knives. Oh, pipe knives. My uncle used to make those. That was his patent and his gig. I used to put them together in the 90s. Oh, nice. Yeah, wow. and then Dell bought it, and now Dell puts them together. <laughs> nice. yeah, the... I always like the uh, equalizer. It was basically just like a piece of metal. Uh, electrical conduit and it was just yes. flattened on one end and round center. with a plastic oh god that was i always had a couple of those in my van back in the day those those were the, those were the best mm-hmm. oh i think equalizer was buying the pipe knife for quite a while and selling them yeah yeah it's weird that, yep. gary you probably remember how equalizer started off i don't know their story uh one of these <laughs> days maybe get them on here but 
Yeah, I know they started with that tool, the equalizer, that jigsaw type tool, I believe. Um, I don't know. That thing was fun. That that was not fun. You're a liar. <laughs> I, 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 you have you, to learn to master you all are, your tools, James. You are, you are a liar. And <laughs> you got to be a Jedi master, brother. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. For being a Jedi master, that tool, that tool and the finite fucking suck. I hate both of those fucking tools, and if we had to go back to using those fucking tools, I would probably quit, because I hated both of those goddamn tools. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, dude, when that fine knife came out, it made, because we were at the uh, um, uh, rent-a-cars doing turnbacks on Tauruses, the 980s and the 981s, Yeah. and it had that big, curved, cold knife-looking blade for doing the bottoms, and that was a yeah. godsend. I mean, we burned them tools out right and left, but... But prior to that, we were pushing them up with our head yeah. and had a yeah. had a you know a twelve fourteen inch long knife. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with you that yes, they had their place in time, and yes, they were beneficial because it made our job at the time was terrible, yep. and it made it a little bit better. And little incremental movements towards the future helped but yeah it's just progression if we had to yeah. if we had to regress back to those days you'd see old uh old uh james here going hey you know what i think i can do something a lot better i'm not in this anymore because <laughs> those things vibrated so much man my hands oh, God. Hurt, and i'm like oh and then the smoke from them would get all up in your nose and you know, smoke is toxic oh my god you're breathing <laughs> that in the whole time and you're like you get out and you're like Oh my God, I think I'm going to die. My throat's shutting up. My throat's shutting up. Yeah, I used to do a body shop and I'd use that damn fine knife. So I bought a Harbor Freight fan Yeah. that I would put in the car with me to blow the fucking shit out so I wouldn't oh, be God. breathing as much. It was terrible, man. It's almost like you got a tire on fire in the car and the smell of it. Oh, yeah, it smells horrible. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You open the door, it's like you're having a smoke out in there. I'm telling you. Hot boxing it. Oh God, and it. it, it it didn't leave you for the whole rest of the... It's like when you're grinding rust and you get that uh, yes. little metal flakes up in your nose and that rust up in your nose and it doesn't you leave you. You can taste it all day. Yes, it doesn't yeah. leave you. And then you go home and you got like the, the rust burgers and you're like trying to get them out. Like, God damn, I just want to breathe right today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah changing, you know. It's like, it's, like, it's like changing the oil on a on a diesel in the fuel filter, I did oh, like, weekends ago, and like it, I could smell that on my hands for for days. It's like that's oh, in God, your skin for weeks. Just yeah, just just go away. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm glad they progressed past them tools myself. Yeah, and you know it makes me wonder in uh, 10, 20 years, what are we going to think of uh, string tools? You know, and because right now yeah. they're the shit. But what's going to replace them? Yeah. in the future, yeah. you know. So on that, but you know, no. it's funny. It's Sorry, no, real ahead, quick, Amy. James. Mm -hmm. It's 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 funny, you know, the kids nowadays that I, I, and I wish there was more of them that were getting into the industry. But we're teaching them lazy ways with all these newer tools. Like they're not they're not getting the advantage of knowing how it was done back in the day. So when they actually have to do the job the way we started doing it, it it's just not. It's they have no clue. Right. They're, it's they're having... like there should be a basic a basic training with the basic tools like like we used to do it and then they understand why they we have don't... the tools that they use the newer stuff to make Stitches. the job easier. Yes, definitely. Um so on that, where do you see the future of this industry going, Gary? Oh wow. Um where don't we see it going? It's it's 
you know, cars are changing rapidly, but the one constant is the, you know, there's glass in them mm-hmm. and, and it's always going to need to be replaced. And it, rocks hit them all the time and accidents, even the fully autonomous cars are hitting things. So, hmm. you know, there's, there's going to be accidents. There's going to be broken glass. Yeah. I'm seeing that. And what I've said for a couple of decades, we just need regulation. We need to, our industry needs Thank to be you. licensed. We'll need, yeah, you know, going back to the VD conversation that we kind of sidestepped, um, we learned that from at Safelight, or actually Elite. I went to Elite in 94, um, and, and they were big on keeping up and doing um, all the latest stuff, you know, keeping with the latest and everything. Um, I started with the VD early, and I switched, and I didn't have any problem with it, and it was a, I always have looked at it if my kids are in that car mm-hmm. and out riding. Yes. And in fact, I don't know if I sent James a picture, but uh, our youngest left when he was 17. And for that Christmas, we bought him a car. So he'd have a car to get around in three weeks later. He landed to a friend who rolled it doing over 90 miles an hour. Top said he rolled at least three times, possibly four and broke through a side of the road, like a six by six. And that windshield stayed in and saved that kid's life. Well, that and God, you know. Mm-hmm. So I've always been a firm believer in, in the safety issue. And without regulation, you know, who's monitoring that? Nobody is. Yeah. And that's where we're at currently and, is no one monitors yeah. it. And there's, there's Nobody monitors it. There's no training mandatory. Yeah. Mm. You know, and I, yeah. God bless anybody who's often. I, you know, I've, I know a guy that used to be kind of a crappy installer and then when he left his business or you know the place he and he would layer them windshields in the back of that sucker laying down but he's improved he's a good guy so god bless anybody that takes the step and does it but um you know the training's imperative we need licensing and you know you can't perform this job in this state unless you have these qualifications period yeah, and I don't know if you listened to um, my first show and me and James were were talking, but that was one of our topics. It's just yep. It, it's it's it is imperative, but how, how do we get there? Yeah, yeah, that's you know, there's groups starting now, and what would what um, would your be? What would your ideal way to get there look like, Gary? Oh man, that that might be over my pay grade, how to get there. I mean, I, <laughs> once we're there, call me and, I, you know, you gotta, you gotta get into the government side of it and you gotta get into uh, Senate meetings and, and to where they're passing laws and, and, you know, how to get there. I don't know. Yeah, you know, you got a lobby and we need representation for sure. And like you said, yeah. lobby and everything. And I just don't know if there's enough independents willing to come together to make that happen because everybody has to share the same viewpoint or you're not going to support that way of doing it. So I, I know the conversation guys will be out, out of there. business. Yes. And I know that there, I know the yeah. conversations have been started and they're out there and I, I don't know how to go there either. And I, well, how long has the IGA been in effect? And they just, you know, they've got good, good ideas and, and ready to do things, but they don't have the membership numbers, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I and I, 
I remember like when Agress came out, and mm-hmm. it was it was it was all the buzz. Um, yep. And I have nothing against Agress. I know James is a big part of it, and I firmly believe in what they're doing. But for me, a small business, I couldn't justify paying the money to be a member. Be a, yeah, and that's another thing. It's going to be an affordable to, amount. To, yeah, is that to, is that an issue? To, like the amount? I mean, I'm sorry, Damon. I want to cut you off in your your because you you brought up a valid point there. Is yeah, you two are small business owners where I'm not. Is is the amount too much for the independent? Is now what is it? What is the fee? What is the what are they charging now? I couldn't tell you. My boss pays it. Um, I couldn't tell you okay. what it is. Um, I would have to it look is, that up. I know. I know because I was looking. Um, the other day, um, I know to get like certified, if you're a member, employee certification, it's like thirty nine bucks if you're a member and one forty nine if you're not. And I believe that the membership is, is seven, eight, nine hundred dollars, a thousand dollars for the year. Oh, per yeah, now year. see that per but, year. But yes, yes. Oh. But, but but where IGA is like ten dollars a month. Yep. Hmm. But my thing, my thing was where I was going was that it's not a lot of money. But when you're a small business, that's a lot you're of counting, money. And what you're counting pennies. And, and yeah, and not and not to be greedy, but what if I'm already doing the job right? What am I getting from exactly that? That, and I don't say that in a bad way. It was just the reality of it. It's like, man, I would love to be a part of it, but what? Well, how is it benefiting me? Exactly. I already do the job right. You know, I, I, I stay involved with the 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 new things coming out and and watch what's going on and I'm you know I get all my certifications and I've got communication with people that are you know in the industry so it just didn't that's kinda where I okay. it just it just didn't benefit me. It I understand. Okay, me. so I'm part of that. We need to try uh Council meetings, okay, and that's one thing to increase membership. But I just pulled it up, so it's six hundred dollars USDA for uh, you get uh, four to forty nine technicians, and three of those tests are free, and then it's uh, thirty five dollars each uh, technician after that, um, and then if you have over a hundred technicians, it drops down to twenty five each. Um, and then they have one where if you're a, a shop that's under, um, it's three hundred dollars annually instead of the six hundred. If you're under the four technicians, if you're a shop one to three, mm-hmm. then it's three. Yeah, those are good prices. Yeah, those then it's three hundred, and those may be updated uh, pricing from back, you know, back and and I could be slightly off of that. I'll have to get Kathy on here. Like my plan is is when I fly to Orlando for these meetings, I want to get a couple people on the show while i'm there but those that's a good idea but i mean like you know you're kicking that 300 dollars a year to what like you guys were saying what what is the benefits other than your three-year certification right yeah yeah because uh, it, it doesn't have of a presence to where you know at least when i was in denver those certifications i've been ga certified for years yep. and i could walk into an agent's office but they could care less i didn't give a shit yeah you know, maybe the big company overall, you know, State Farm, maybe they cared. But the people who actually fed your work could give two shits less. 
they want to know the guy that's doing the work. Are you going to back your work? You know, what is your reputation? We don't care. And, and that become important. That, that, that's a good point, too. Like, you see um, people with vans or websites, and they have all this information about all these things and calibrations and AG. SC and IGA and NGA and, and I mean like to the layperson, all those are as acronyms. They they the, the acronyms they have no idea what that means, right? So right. you just want to know that you do glass. I mean, if you can get the general message across, but but those things have to us they mean something, but to that person they don't. So how did it come about that to be a contractor? It was a big thing to customers know that are you a licensed contractor? Like, that's a big thing. Like, that's one of the first things that you should ask a contractor that's building something for you. Are you a licensed contractor? So how do we get there in Autoglass to where the general population is asking, are you a licensed Autoglass installer? How do we get there, I wonder? Yeah, that's the that's the big question. I, hell, I remember in the 80s when it might have started out of California, but they were going to unionize all of us. And... You know, even to get that, where in theory you're going to have better benefits and better pay, it was still hard to get people on board for that. Nobody wanted to do it. I, so, I remember my, my brother worked for Safelight oh early, mid-2000s, and I remember him talking about they were going to unionize it. I remember yeah, they've been trying that forever. They were having those conversations, you know. Yeah, um, th that's the thing. It's someone smarter than the, the sum of all of us together is going to have to come up with a a way to motivate people and, and give uh, and tangible to get everybody to sign up. And then, you know, and then we go from there. Well, now we're going to have to license everybody. And how do we do that? We want to, you know, know better and do better as, Corey, as, uh, says, uh, it's one of my favorite sayings. I, I tell myself that every now and then when I'm like looking at a piece of crap, I'm like, you know, even though I won't shortcut anything, sometimes you're tempted. You're just like, fuck, I just want to get out of here. But, <laughs> but That's but you got to question at, your integrity, and I, I'm with you. There are jobs yeah, where you're just like, man. I'm, I'm looking at this meth family in the background watching me do their car. I'm like, ah, even these fuckers just, you know, they need to live. Yeah. And they're probably going to crash their yeah. car, so I, I, I got I to do better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I, I, I unfortunately... I feel like it's going to be somebody like Safelight. It will be that big, that big conglomerate. That's going to be the one because they have that, nationwide that could advertising make, could, power. Yes, could make and they that have happen. the deep pockets. Yeah, yep, it could make that happen. But what's unfortunate about that is, is they're going to do it to benefit themselves. And they will. Well, they will control the legislation to to yep, yep. to give them advantage over the independents who are trying to yep. come into the game. You're absolutely right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and, and I would and, I would venture to guess, you know, working, you know, I've been on my own since 2004, but having been part of that bigger group that the independents probably percentage-wise are doing better work than all the technicians at, at the big companies percentage-wise because they're being pressured. Get in, get out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Even if you're on the Facebook page, all these guys that are, even if they we do 15 jobs a day per guy. You know, they're not really doing that. And they're out there doing good work. Yeah. Because no one, no one would be on Facebook bragging about the shit work. Well, and everybody, you know? everybody <laughs> at the end of the day, most people, unless they're, you know, a psychopath, um, cares about what they do. 
they have that emotional yes. tie to what they do and it starts to represent them as a human being and so even if they're they're putting they are being put in position to shortcut yeah and, my brother i can give you a perfect example i was on my own and i was downtown denver in a parking garage flight and he's working on a, a beamer you know a sixty thousand dollar beamer mm-hmm. wiper salute stuffs that motherfucker he is in and out in 20 minutes oh my god and i'm all what the fuck are you doing i've taught you better than this and he says dude i am i'm being monitored now if i spend more than and and he wasn't shitting you know they they monitor they know how far how long you are at each job and if you're spending on average too much time there's going to be a conversation wow you know and and this is this was in the early earlier 2000s so i don't know what their practices are now yeah yeah um but being as i've worked for them you know they're money driven so they they may say do it right but you know they're pressuring you Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah yeah, no, no. They may have that mantra of we train our guys to do it right. They do it right, but yet we put them in situations where they have to make a choice of getting off super late and not having that family time, or going that extra like little shortcut and getting off on time and doing the work that we are required. I haven't worked there in a very long time either, and I remember what the culture was like when I was there. And they may have changed, but chances are pretty good that they haven't. Um, especially now that they're requiring a good portion of their guys to do calibrations. Um, I I would assume that it hasn't changed. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I I, I would like to get a safe light person on here now that would come on and talk freely, but I don't know that they would be allowed. Are are they still doing, they're doing, their calibrations are all done in shop, right? They do not do Uh, mobile calibrations. I believe dynamics, they'll do mobile. I believe yeah. Dynamics, they'll do yeah. mobile. Anything static is in shop, though. But I do believe the di- in our area, which is, you know, central Ohio, uh, you have to go and shop for the statics. But I do believe <clears> in <throat> Dynamics, they will come mobile, but they, I think they still lean, try and lean heavily on the customer to bring it in, whether it's Dynamic or static. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and see but, here, that's why I went with the mobile system, because they're... You, you can relate, James. We're out in the sticks pretty much, and I am really in the sticks. Mm-hmm. There's customers that absolutely will not have it done if they got to drive it two hours or, or so somewhere. They're just not going to have it done. Yeah. They'll find, right. they'll find somebody it's just to slap the glass in. Yeah. And just live with it as the convenience factor. Yeah. So, so. You, you've, been, you've been doing it, obviously, Gary, for a few minutes. What is your take on... <clears throat> Um, we've, you know, you listen to our conversation we had with Mike and Craig, um, we mm-hmm. hope to have some more people on here in the ADAS world, but what, what is your opinion on the mobile versus in-shop calibrations and the whole lighting controlled environment? Um, you know, you talk about <coughs> angles, angles is, you know, the cars on the same plane, those, you know, those, right. those basic. So, and, and Keep in mind, I, I am by no means an expert. I am learning as I go. You know, there's not a a lot of formal training one can get, you know, in, in every area of the country. So I'm basically learning as I go with as much support as I can get. Um, but what just makes sense to me is uh, we'll go to the car being on the same plane. Even if your car is tilted uphill, 
if your calibration system is on the same plane as that, it's still hitting the camera at exactly where it needs to be, the, the targets are. Um, so that's one aspect that, you know, you don't actually need a perfectly level, uh, flat area in a shop. Um, lighting, the way I was explained to it, even when I call <clears throat> launch, I, I've done a couple that were in my shop and I was having problems with it. And I, we, he'd have me turn on and off different lights and best place to do the best lighting you're going to get is the sun. If you know, if it's a nice day, I pulled it out that sucker calibrated in two minutes. Yep. So I've, I've had that instance before in, in shop I think, versus outside with the lighting. Yeah. And I think that the earlier systems, you know, they were designed and made to be in a shop. So what are they going to tell you? They're not going to tell you that you can do it mobile. You just spent 30 grand on something and you rent in a shop. Um, but as we were talking about earlier, that, you know, everything progresses it. Everything gets better. The, the car cal targets, they're in a matte finish. In the glare. It's these little things like that that are making it possible for us to do our job. Yeah, you know, that not, was some of the questions that the guys at the shop I was working at the time we got those were, were wondering about, like, the 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 sheen on the on the stand, you know, the aluminum reflecting light. Um, right. And Mike's always usually pretty savvy, you know, like he's, he's, uh, I like having conversations with him. He's, he, he's on top of it. Like, he, like well, he's an engineer, so do, he, yeah, he knows. We, we do this and we do that and we did it this way and, and he, he can, he can represent his product very well. Yeah, he's, well, and he got, you know, he, he would get into the, into the car manufacturer's websites and, you know, he'd find out the specs and what's necessary and he knows how to read it. He, yeah. You're not trying to spin it for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that um, that will always be, I don't know if it'll be a contentious conversation, but that will always be. I think it is because I've talked to some uh, of the guys that conversation. are really good ADAS techs from what I understand, and they're just at a firm no. They're, they're not, you know, it's like you always say, the old guys aren't willing to learn. That's how these guys kind of are. Yeah, and not, and not all of them. I don't want to put them all in a box, but there's the guys I've dealt with and I've argued with. They throw these things at me that don't stick, and you know I just don't get it. I don't understand not trying to progress because if you have an ADAS company and a brick and mortar location, and let's say that now you can add uh, mobile technicians to that. Well, race that. Like okay, so I'm a guy where we do everything in shop. And I don't right. see that changing for any time soon. But what I do see is something's going to have to give in the way of wording or however, because a standalone ADAS company that does third party for a glass shop, mm -hmm. technically by definition, that glass shop has to do that windshield in their parking lot because the customer's not or the the shop has to take it to that third party. The customer's not technically supposed to be driving that car after the windshield's been put in unless the ADAS system's been calibrated. A lot of right. your, you know, things you sign with your insurance companies and different things, state state so. Um, I know that Agress, Agress standard, we have a, you know, not really a loophole, but a standard, well, hey, you got to put in writing that, you know, they are responsible for their calibration and they has the systems and stuff. And, you know, that's, just, you know, trying to CYA and trying to figure out the best way for these shops that don't do the calibration 
But if you're a standalone calibration company, I mean, it's going to be hard if that glass shop's not doing them in your in your driveway to get that windshield calibration. I don't know. Well, and the way we worked it in Colorado, and, and his other customers as well, and he would arrive a lot of times while I was still finishing up the car, but generally within one or two hours. And the customer w would be advised that it's not moving until he gets here. And, and, you know, that I, you know, as far as I know, I never had any problems. Everybody was always there when Ron got there to do the calibration. So, so yeah, I, there's some uh, uncontrolled so variables for sure when you do that route. But, you know. Uh, yeah. I stepped away from the glass side um, last year and I got into calibrations and I was doing my own thing mobile with my car cal and my, in my Autel tablet. And I had some local shops here I was doing work for, you know, three or four or five a day. Um, and I was prompt to be there before they were done. And half the time should I help them finish the job, set the windshield, whatever, put it back together, get myself situated. So I was always sure to be there before, you know, they could allow the customer to leave in the car. And um, most of them were using like a 30 minute, you know, driveway time. Yep. So, you know, with it, with the, even with the, uh, the dynamics, you know, I'd at least give the car the 30 minutes before I drove it to make sure it was safe to be on the road. But now I've stepped into more of a, um, I work in collision centers doing, I do every calibration, you know, we do okay. radars and, and, um, uh, cruise controls and, and, and everything. And, and our companies is, it's inside, 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 inside. So obviously, you know, I, I I follow the rules, but I, I'm I'm kind of torn on it myself personally. I, I I just I guess I kind of am on Mike's Mike's side of things. You know, it's it, yeah. There are very few documents, I, from what he says, enforce being inside. Just you have to meet certain parameters that are easier easier met inside. The way I understand it, but can yeah, definitely and, be done outside. You know weather permitting we're going to have you know the goal is to have some more ados people on here and I, I really would like to have conversations more in-depth conversations with some of these guys that like that's what they do and they've read the books and they 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 un probably understand it a little bit better right than i do to to maybe argue it you know not and have that conversation what i would be curious is having some ados guys in there that are have bought a mobile system even though they've been 100 percent in shop guy but are willing to learn and uh get their thoughts on that you know i'm that guy like i say it's pro it's progressing so yeah there's got to be more than just you i mean because i <laughs> we were straight in shop and i just received just opened the box yesterday in my car cal system to try to figure this out and see what how it goes mobily and everything and uh Right. You know, and if, uh, you know. Anybody, and Mike's a good guy to talk to. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. so we're, we're coming up on 57 minutes. Well, actually, we're at 57.27. So I want to end this, Gary, with a couple things. And, Damon, if you have anything as well, I want your tech tip for the new installer, your one go-to tech tip that they must learn. And then oh, also geez. let's just re-highlight uh, your business and your view on the future. You got anything for him, Damon? Oh, no, I'm, I'm good, man. Shoot. Tech tip, tech tip. Um, 
I, I guess my tech tip would be always learn, always be a student. Yes, you might become a master, you know, it's what it says on paper, but you're always a student, always learn, always be open to something else and somebody else. Anybody in this industry can help you from the new guy to the old guys like me. Perfect. That's awesome. You know, yeah, perfect. So now go ahead and uh, give yourself your shop uh, one last plug <laughs> and what else that they can get from you, and uh, we'll go from there. All right. Well, uh, Vantage Auto Glass Experts, uh, we're located in Maryville, Missouri. We go 60 miles every direction. It does seem far, but we do it. We offer ADAS um, and top-of-the-line adhesives and, and products. Well, 37 years experience. So that's awesome. That's there awesome. you go. That's awesome. Hey. You've, been do, you've, you've, been, you've been doing it a couple days. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've, you know, YouTube helps. I watch a YouTube video on every car I work on. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and generally, those guys know what the hell they're doing. Uh, Brad's yeah. Autoglass? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody do not go to Brad's auto glass. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, his, his videos are a little controversial. Um, so again, should I send those bad glasses back then? You should. You should send those bad glasses <laughs> back right away. Damn. Um, right away. <laughs> yeah. So you also have your own uh, Facebook page, which is you're part of all of them, but yours is the auto glass uh, groupies. Is that is that correct? Is that? Uh, actually, that's Lundy's, but he just okay. he made me. Recently, there was a little uproar over this or that, and so he. And said, "Hey, let's let's make you a administrator on this. See if we can get it rolling a little bit. And you know, it, it's just gonna basically it's gonna be a page where you can be free to say whatever you want. You, you know, AGT has gotten a little bigger, and we've had to get more technical. And I understand that. And sometimes it's hard for me not to throw an f bomb out. So this is a place where we can do it because you know, me and Lundy both like to throw that f bomb out. Yeah, so do I. I. I agree. Sometimes I gotta watch what I say on the." AGTT. I, I, yes. Sometimes I forget that I'm a instructor um, and a person that like has a platform, and but I also right. can change who I am. So. Fuck, well, fuck, and you know what? Fuck, fuck, motherfuck, fuck, fuck. Fuckity fuck. <laughs> you know, when it comes down to, it, we might be. <laughs> and, and mechanics are backroom shit talking motherfuckers by nature. <laughs> That's, that's you know if you don't like that that that's too bad that's just who we are yeah <laughs> all right everybody i hope you have a great 2024 uh, oh yeah happy new year. happy new year hey remain on the line happy guys new year, everybody yep remain on the line guys so everybody thank you for listening and uh we love you